Very good. Well, I'm excited because um, we're doing a series called Tipping Point, and uh, for those that know you pretty well, I love talking about the things to come. It's exciting because when we talk about things to come, we're talking about the return of Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, when we sometimes address the whole book of Revelation and, and those kind of what are termed end-time things, many people get kind of like worried. But I want to give you assurance this morning, it's nothing to worry about, but it's something to celebrate because Jesus is telling you some of the signs are going to take place before he returns. And we're starting to see these things come full forward out of force. <clears throat> so we know he's on his way. Amen. So we need to be excited. So the book of Revelation is all about Jesus and his return. It's about him uh, overpowering the devil. It's, it's all those things. So we should never read the book of Revelation like with fear. He, it's great that he has given you a warning because the things are going to take place, things are going to happen, and it's best to know it's happening and why. There's other words like, oh, what the heck's going on? You know, what, what, why is this happening? What's, you know, it's great to be in a position and going, I know why this is happening because God's told me. God's spoke to me in his word. You know, you can read it right through different passages from Daniel and right through. God gives us an assurance that he is for us and with us uh, and we will be with him. It's going to be a, a glorious time when we get to meet him, you know, in, in the rapture, going up and uh, meet him in the sky. It's going to be awesome, you know. We need to really understand that for too long, many Christians have read the word of God and love God, love all that, but they've never really kind of switched over to the reality of that, saying this is going to happen. We kind of read it like it's a story, once upon a time, the end, oh, that was lovely. But now we're actually in a position where we're seeing things being fulfilled in our before our very eyes. Last week I spoke regarding um, some of the signs that Jesus spoke about. There'd be rumors of wars and, and all those things, but the end has not yet come. We're seeing a hotten up right now with um, China and Taiwan. There's talk major work on there, but don't worry. Jesus said, don't worry, the end has not yet come. He's got everything under control. And, um, and I spoke too about all the signs that Jesus spoke about, which will take place in the last days. And there's a particular passage that I finished off with, with Matthew 24, verse 32, where Jesus said these words. He says, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When its branch is still tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you likewise, when you all see all these things, shall know that it is near at the doors. Truly I say to you, this generation shall not pass until all things are fulfilled. Jesus talked about a generation that will see all these things fulfilled. And as I spoke last week, the fig tree is a representation of Israel. And an amazing thing took place in 1948 where Israel became a nation, fulfilling a prophecy that God has spoke many years before, saying, I will bring my people home and they will become a nation uh, unto God. And this happened in 1948. It never happened in any other time. It's just like amazing. But whenever God moves... The devil also tries to do a counter-reaction of some sort, counter-reacts it, um, and there's always a false move and a, a false pushback. Very interesting when you look at what happened in 1948 and just before. In 1946, the United Nations started, the UN. They formed an alliance in uh, 1946 also with the League of Nations, which is bringing the whole world together with a, a plan, a so-called plan of, of peace and safety for the rest of the world, but we're starting to see a few things take place. 
Also what happened around that time in 1948 was the World Council of Churches. Now if you start to read the World Council of Churches site, it looks pretty okay at the front, but as you read in deeper, they accept faiths of any sort with any other ideas other than the truth, which is a bit of a concern when you're accepting those that are speaking that is not true. So as I start to look at these things, and like I said, this is like we're putting a puzzle together. The, the whole Bible puts the whole picture of who God is and why we're here and all those things and paints a picture for those end days. And uh, for us reading it, we're just getting little snippets and watching what's going on in the world go, well, that looks a bit like that scripture there. Let's just put that here. And as we start moving pieces around, we're starting to get a picture emerge. Sometimes we go, oh, I thought that piece went there, but it doesn't. You know, those that like jigsaw puzzles, you try and sometimes force a piece in because you just really want it to go there. <laughs> uh, and we're starting to find that sometimes you can't do that, okay? <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> but the important thing to understand is that we're starting to see many groups emerging, and there have been many groups emerging for a long, long time over time. The enemy has been working against the, the, uh, the role of what God is trying to put together. The enemy has worked through many people, and we're starting to see that starting to come together in one group through the United Nations and the World Health Organization coming together. They've been together for some time, by the way. And uh, I, I found it very interesting because right now our whole world, uh, if you listen carefully to the political leaders, will often reference our chief health ministers and all that. We're taking advice from them. And you go, okay, I thought you were the prime minister, you know. And, uh, and then you find out where's the chief health officers getting their info from. They're getting it from the World Health Organization. Oh, who's, who's funding the World Health Organization? Well, you've got people like Bill Gates and others that have got some uh, hands in there, whatever. So you're starting to go, hmm, this is interesting. Because we've got this word coming from Bill Gates. And if you've seen enough Bill Gates stuff online, you'll, you'll see some of his crazy plans. He's not, he's not just finished with the vaccine thing. He's moving on to uh, mozzies, uh, in, injecting you uh, fake meat. He's building fake meat. He's, he's, they're making 3D meat. Can you believe that? Fake meat? You know, it's not real. It's just made up. Uh, and he's got all these crazy plans for us. And, uh, and he's got money pumped into everything. He's pumped it. He's covered all his bases. When you go on Facebook or YouTube, who's ever been fact-checked? Yeah, I got off because I was getting fact-checked all the time. <laughs> but I tell you what, when you get fact-checked, you know you're on to something because they don't want you to know the truth. And um, these fact-checkers, well, some of the major ones are actually funded by Bill Gates and uh, other people, George Soros and, and other major elite people. They are starting to form what we call a world order. And it's funny because as we look into our scriptures, we find the book of Revelations actually highlights two particular things that will take place before Jesus' return. We will have a, a world government. We will also have a world religious system. In fact, it says in Revelations 13, 11, this is referring to, uh, sorry, uh, the world religion. It says in Revelations 13, 11, it says, and I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and it had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like a dragon, and exercised all the authority of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and those dwelling in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Now, 
for those that like get caught up in Revelations and don't understand, because a lot of remember this is John on the island of Patmos. Patmos. Uh, he has a vision of the things to come, some things in his own time, some things have come, and that's where it's hard to work through the book of Revelations, what has already taken place, what is to happen. And he talks about a time where uh, this beast will come out of the earth and, and uh, will cause uh, this particular person will come forward as a religious probably leader, causing everyone to worship the same. Uh, same God, but it's not the God that we know. And we're seeing more and more of that happening right now. You know, I've, I've heard conversations where people say, oh, you know, this, my friend's a Muslim and, uh, you know, it doesn't matter, we all, we all worship the same God. And I said, no, we don't. I said, the Muslim God has no son. The God, the Christian God has a son called Jesus. If you take Jesus out of the picture, there is no hope. And uh, so forth, and, and it just goes on from there. But we know the devil has a plan to try to bring false religions together to, in the end days. And this is one of the key passages. So we see, firstly, we see a new world religion. And uh, we're already seeing uh, a lot of interesting things happening with the current pope. I get this site called LifeSite, and it's actually a Catholic um, post. And there's some interesting things going around the world. And they actually don't like their own pope. They're actually calling him out on some of the things he's doing. I go, well, this is very interesting. And um, so there's some crazy stuff going on with our, the current Pope and also with this World Council of Churches combined. We can see something forming, looks like it's forming, to be in a false religion for the end time days. Secondly, there's the world government. In Revelation 17, 12, it talks about, <coughs> excuse me, it talks about, it says in the ten horns, it's, it talks about, it says, and the ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom yet, but will receive authority as kings one hour with a beast. These have one mind, they will, be, they will give their power and authority to the beast. So John sees this, this creature with like ten heads, this beast with ten heads and, um, uh, sorry, ten horns and seven heads. And the angel bit later on shows him what those things mean. But it says here, it says the ten horns, which he saw, represented ten kings who received no kingdom yet, so they haven't received a kingdom yet, but will receive authority as kings for one hour with the beast. So we know that hasn't happened yet, so it's something to come forward in time. Now, interestingly enough, Carl, if you just put up that, uh, uh, the Club of Rome. Now, this is going back in uh, 1974. The Club of Rome is one of those think tanks. Once again, they are related and involved with the UN, and they worked out that you could divide the whole world into ten kingdoms. And it's very significant to realize the ten kingdoms, and look where Australia is number four there. Uh, they were already thinking of dividing the world up into ten kingdoms. And it sounds very interesting when you read this passage, and it says we saw ten kings who have not yet received their kingdom because that has not happened. Now, whether that does happen like that, I don't know, but we've seen a lot of things developing and have been for some time through secret societies and things, and the Club of Rome is a think tank that is one of those. Sorry, Sorry take, take that off. down now. So we have seen an emergence of groups like the Bilderbergers groups, the Trilateral Commissions, all these big think tanks, but they've got one agenda, world government. They come together on a regular basis, in fact, the Bilderbergers try to do it in secret, but whistleblowers get to know sometimes. And they'll do things like, I saw one 
guy hiding in a bush uh, filming because he got a tip off that the Bilderbergers were going to meet in this hotel. And uh, he's hiding in the bush. And next minute, he hears the fire alarms going off in this hotel and people are streaming out the front. As they're streaming out the front, you can see these black limos rocking up at the back. And they were entering in through there because they don't want people to know what they're doing. And, uh, but we know what they're doing. And uh, they are planning and plotting schemes against us. Let's have a look at some of those guys that are involved with groups such as the Bilderbergers and things. Um, Henry Kissinger, ex-state secretary of America. If you just put that comment up there for us. Look what he had to say. <laughs> He's a, a New World Order guy. In an address to the Bilderberg Organization meeting in Evian, France, former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger declares, today Americans would be outraged if the UN troops entered Los Angeles to restore order. Tomorrow, they'll be grateful. This is especially true if they were told there was an outside threat from beyond, whether real or propagated, that would threaten our very existence. It is then that all peoples of the world will plead with world leaders to deliver them from this evil. The one thing every man fears is the unknown. When presented with a scenario, individual rights will be willingly relinquished for the guarantee of their well-being granted to them by the world government. There has been talk... Uh, he's about 98 now, and he's been really pushing the whole agenda of world governance. Uh, there's many speeches, that's just one of a few. You have uh, uh, another guy called David Rockefeller, one of the richest guys in the world, and he's been involved with a lot of stuff. We can just put up his quote. <coughs> Speaking of the United Nations, notice it's the United Nations Assembly's dinner, David Rockefeller remi uh, remarks, this present window of opportunity during which a truly peaceful and independent world order might be built will not be open for too long. We are on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis and the nations will accept the new world order. Now, in late, we've heard a lot of new world order quotes. Who's heard them even on the news? Some of the, yeah. Carrie Chance said one of the uh, health minister, uh, no, she's the chief officer, that's it, I get mixed up. Uh, she said something uh, to do with the QR code and said, well, we'll have to see how that works in the new world order. I just want to show you a quick little snippet of, that's put together on YouTube, just of a couple of people quoting that, including uh, Mr. Brad Hazard. So if you just want to run that YouTube for a second. Today is the first full day of the new world order. Outdoor gatherings are limited to two people. Exercise is allowed, but no further than a 10-kilometre radius from your home. Browsing in shops is not permitted. Only one person per household may leave to do essential shopping. And from tomorrow, funerals are limited to 10 people. This is a world pandemic. It's a one-in-100-year event. So you can expect that we will have transmission uh, from time to time, and that's just the way it is. We've got to accept that this is the new world order. We've got to accept that this is the new world order. This is the new world order. This is the new world order. Today is the first full day of the new world order. The new world order. The new world, new world, new world order. I want to be straight with you. There will be no return to the old normal for the foreseeable future. I repeat, there will be no return to the old normal for the foreseeable future. So people assume uh, we are just going back uh, to the good old world which we had um, and everything will be normal again in how we are used to normal in the old fashion. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. A vaccine on its own will not end the pandemic. 
Surveillance will need to continue. People will still need to be tested, isolated, and cared for. Contacts will still need to be traced and quarantined. Communities will still need to be engaged. It is a big idea, a new world order. New world order. We can find meaning and reward by serving some higher purpose than ourselves. A shining purpose, the illumination of a thousand points of light. It's no longer a theory. What I'm about to say is fact. The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. They have planned and are now leading us into a one world communist government. This is terrorism of the most worst kind, brought on you by our own government. To lead in shaping a new world order for the 21st century. Thank you. There's just a quick oversight. There's lots of those sort of videos that you can see. And you've got to question, what is the New World Order? Now, the New World Order is not a new idea. It's been going on for many years. If you get an uh, American $1 note, you'll see all the symbolism on there that was put on there, uh, showing you a pyramid, eye in the, a smaller pyramid at the top, uh, 13 steps representing the 13 bloodlines. There have been secret societies plotting and planning this thing for a long, long time, just looking for the opportunity, as Mr. Doc, uh, Rockefeller said earlier. Their whole agenda is, uh, and I've got books on this, I've been following this for 30 years or so, basically this New World Order wants to take total control over you and I. The Bible warns us of this. Um, they want total control. They want to cash the society. They want, uh, of course, a one-world government. They want to break up traditional families. This is what's going on in our time right now, uh, mixing up where you can have two dads, three dads, uh, two mums, uh, mixtures. They want to do that. They want... The motto of the New World Order is, um, out of chaos comes order. So to, they create chaos, which is going on in our world right now, so they can bring their order, and it's an ungodly order. So they want to break up traditional families. That's where you've got all these issues they've been dealing with with the conference, with gender fluidity, with uh, young ones getting mixed up and caught up in all that. They want to break down churches. Um, that, that, that's been one of their plans. I've seen their plan outlaid from, like, 50, 60 years ago, they have to do away with churches because churches have influence and it won't sway to the way they want because they're godless people. Um, and we're seeing some of that at play at the moment. They want to destabilize the economy, they want to wreck the economy and they want to depopulate the earth. That's their plans. And you know, there's some, uh, in Georgia and America, there's these big kind of stones, it almost looks like Stonehenge that were put up a few years back. And on there, there's, in several languages of the world, outline their agenda, the New World Order. And they clearly stayed on there to maintain the human population below 500 million. Below that, we're at something like seven points, or rather billion, not million. So that means you'd have to get rid of something like 90% of the population that we have today. But these guys are actually, uh, they, they believe that they are superior to everybody else. They don't think like you and I. They think they are superior, they're elite, and uh, they think that we're just the plebs, basically. That we're, we're, they've made comments as such. I could go on all day about all that stuff. But what I want to bring out is the Bible warns us about a time where this will take place, where there'll be a push for a new world order. Now, they're not going to do it where they're going to tell, them, tell everyone, but they're starting to come out more and more. Uh, John F. Kennedy, back in 1962, tried to warn the world in one of his speeches just prior to him being shot dead. 
He said, today's threat... I can't do his accent. (laughs) I also want to break into that. Uh, He said, today's threat does not come from overseas in Cuba, which was pointing missiles at the time. It comes within our own country from secret societies plotting and planning against the American people. He was quite aware of what was going on, and he was starting to reveal what was happening, and of course, they took him out. That same group has still uh, been roaming behind the scenes, and they've been looking for an opportunity to bring in their new world order. And we're seeing they've used the opportunity of this pandemic to do that, I believe, strongly, from what I've read. And uh, certainly, uh, you can see that at work, because we're seeing our uh, freedoms being taken away. You know, we're not allowed to do certain things anymore, you know. I mean, whoever thought that you couldn't go visit your dying parents in the state, you know, that you can't have a wedding more than a certain amount of people. In some cases, we couldn't have weddings at one stage. Um, and, and it just goes on and on and on. I mean, it just seems ridiculous when you think about it, when they say the other week the uh, committee met two weeks ago and they took off some restrictions, and the restrictions they took off was you can now have, I think it was 50 people in, in your house dancing. Wow, that's like, who would have thought that? I mean, what's the difference between 50 and 51? If people were dancing, they're dancing. In churches, we've been told that we, can, we weren't allowed to dance, we weren't allowed to sing without a mask on and all those sort of things. And uh, look, you've got to work that out for yourself, what that means. But I, I can tell you what it means in the sense from them. They know mask wearing reduces your uh, oxygen flow and, and you don't feel so happy when you're wearing a mask. We all have to wear them at times, you know, in certain circumstances they want you to wear it. But they know they're trying to keep you unhappy. They don't want you dancing because you feel happy when you're dancing. They don't want that. They're trying to keep you down all the time. And it's about a control thing. Um, And if you want to know what it looks like, what they're aiming for, have a look at China. Look at Wuhan in China. Uh, They've got a social credit system there. And they rely on their phones for everything. They don't use cash anymore. Uh, You have to have a phone. And what happens there, if you're a bad citizen, you're tracked 24-7. I I was going to show you a video, but I, I couldn't find it this morning. And surveillance cameras are looking at every face, scanning it all the time, 24-7. And it can bring up all the facts on you. And it's like a little square around your face as it's zooming in on you. And it will go red or it will go green. Green, you're a good citizen. You've been behaving yourself. You're red, you're a naughty citizen. And you've lost points. But the problem is this social credit system is when you lose points, that stops you from having freedoms. You can't go on transport if you've got a red light on your phone because they want to see your phone. Uh, If you've got green, you're okay, good to go. This is where the QR code system is heading to. It was always planned like this. Now, people are starting to see things happening now. I can tell you I've got documentation from a couple years ago related to this stuff. So over a year or more ago, I knew about some of the stuff that's happening now. In fact, if you were in uh, church in 2019 when I was dealing with the book of Revelations, I told you all then things are about to get crazy. I said, I, and I said no more than that, but I just let, let, let the hang. And of course, we saw what happened in 220 and what's currently going on. But we're starting to see a, uh, one of their plans too is to segregate people. And that's why I made it, uh, I said clearly the other day, we will not segregate you. We love you all. I don't care whatever your choices are, to be masked, vaccinated, whatever you want to do, that's totally your thing. It doesn't change how we feel about you. And you'll always be welcome because we now have churches that are stopping people that are not vaccinated coming to church um, and all this sort of stuff. It's just getting crazy. But this is part of their plan. They're trying to create 
segregation. They did that in Nazi Germany, the same plan. The Jews and the non-Jews. You know, you got to wear the badge and all this kind of stuff. We're starting to see that kind of thing at play. They want to break down society. They want to split you so they can... It's like divide and conquer. This is how their plans work, divide and conquer. But we've got to do under a sky so they can't tell what we're really doing. Adolf Hitler uses the emergency uh, act to, to get his action going. So they know how this thing plays out and whatever. But so where are we in all this right now? You know, we, we are looking at some crazy things going on. You know, they're stopping us from flying. Uh, can't enter into other states. We can't uh, enter workplaces. Uh, Israel, I saw a shocking video from Israel, and they're probably one of the most vaccinated uh, groups. They, that, the few that weren't vaccinated weren't allowed to go into the shops. They had police guarding the supermarkets, standing there, checking your papers. And if you haven't got a paper saying you're vaccinated, you're not allowed in the shop. That's it. And I go, where is this going? You know, we've never done this with the flu or anything else. And uh, so we're seeing this control happen globally. Now, if it's just happening in one country, you just go, oh, gee, that government's gone crazy. But we're seeing it globally, and we're seeing these people coming in agreements with allowing this to happen. And that is what they call the new world order. And uh, it will continue on that line until people stand up against it. They've tried, it's been tried before. In the uh, Bible, in the Old Testament, we see the Tower of Babel, that's when they all came in agreement and tried to build a tower to heaven and look at themselves like we're it, opposing the things of God. And this is what this is. This is the enemy building in this new world order to oppose the things of God to build their own order. But remember, out of chaos comes order, and that's the order they're trying to build. Many of these people have been involved with a long time. You know, we saw um, an old photo there of uh, Mr. George Bush Sr., who introduced the new world order concept to the world even though it was around before him, he came from a secret club called the Skull and Bones Club in Yale University. Every year, 15 members are selected to join this secret society. And it's like there's no windows. You can't see into this place. It's, it's on the actual uh, um, pro property of Yale University. But out of that club has come some of the most powerful, influential people we've ever known. George Bush Sr., George Bush Jr., Prescott, their grandfather, uh, uh, John Kerry, uh, there's a whole load of them come out of this same group and they're all trained in the whole thinking of world governance and how to influence people. So we're seeing right now Mr. Zuckerberg with Facebook and all that, he's all part of it as well. They're trying to take control. That's why they shut you up with the fact checkers. They don't allow you to say anything that's true. I mean, some of the things are crazy. How's this? I was on Instagram and I came off Instagram because I was getting fact checked every five minutes. And... <laughs> And they don't like me. And I thought, well, okay, I've had enough of this. And so the last one I posted was that uh, this is my last post that I'm doing. I'm getting off of Instagram because they fact-checked me too much. Well, they got fact-checked. And they said, partially not true. I said, oh, I know what's true. I'm getting off of this. Don't you believe me? And, and I'm not on it. So, <laughs> so we're getting into a world of fact-checkers galore, checking up on everything. And it's about control. They are tracking you on everything. Everything you have ever posted on Facebook is in a server somewhere that they can pull up. Every conversation you've had, they can pull up. And this is a lot with the other social media. That's why I'm not on them either, because I don't want them checking up on me, which they have done before. I was told when we first started in this church, we hooked up to the internet for the first time. And, in, um, and there was a few little things I was looking at at the time, you know, this is not in work time, but I just used the computer. We were just checking it out. 
And that week we were monitoring traffic because we want to know who's visiting our site and who likes it, whatever. Well, we found that the American military had visited us five times that week. And uh, the guy that was looking after he goes, what have you been looking at, uh, Pastor Ian? Because <laughs> they know you've been watching something. And uh, I think I was actually doing a study for one of these sort of things on the end times. And uh, they obviously didn't like what I was looking at, and uh, they shut me down. So. But, but what I'm saying out of this, this is very real, and you're going to see it increase. I'm telling you, we're going to get some worse stuff happening before it gets better, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to get better. And you're going to have a smile on your face, I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. It's going to get, look really rough for a while, because these guys know their time is short. The cracks are starting to open. People are starting to realize and wake up. What is this new world order? What are these guys really doing? Why are they pushing so hard? Why are they telling us we can't do this, we can't do that? People are waking up. This is in the courts right now around the world. People are taking these people to court and exposing them. And uh, so we know the cracks are happening, but you know the enemy uh, is like that. They, they are so confident because they've got away with a lot of things for a long time over the years. They think they are untouchables. So they're ignoring the signs that people are starting to know, and they're just pushing really hard uh, on, on trying to take away our freedoms and take control. Currently, all the things in the state, uh, in the individual states, are under a, an emergency act, um, which is only put in place when there is a, a real emergency. And, um, you know, like if there's a fire, earthquake, and whatever, it was, it was designed for that sort of thing, that they could get things under control within two weeks and then back to normal. But as you know, we've, and the rest of Practically, the world has been under an emergency thing for a couple of years with or without any real emergency going on. And now they're trying to change the emergency act so they can have forever emergency rules. And that means forever they can make you do whatever they like. So it's a control mechanism. So we need to be aware of that. So we can see things starting to appear, starting to build towards uh, one of the greatest signs, which we, we know from the book of Revelations, Chapter 13, verse 16, which says, there's come a time where it says that he will cause all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on their right hand or in their foreheads, even that not any might buy or sell except those having the mark or the name of the beast or the name of its name, uh, sorry, the number of its name. Here is wisdom, let him have in reason count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man and his number is 666. The Bible has left us with lots of clues. Here it talks about a man arising that's going to come to power and it'll be a world power because it's, it's talking about all. It says all will be made uh, rich and poor, free and bond will be, uh, will be made to receive a mark on their right hand or the forehead. Now we know that hasn't happened yet, and, uh, but we can see the conditions around that or the technology behind that is certainly available today and we need to be aware of those things. It talks about a man coming forward. It will be a man uh, 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 that will lead this one-world government. And uh, it gives us a clue. And if you ever wonder what that 666 thing is all about, uh, you need to understand in the Hebrew and the Greek language, every letter of the alphabet has a number value to it. So, uh, like, for instance, the Emperor Nero, he was an antichrist in himself in, in uh, early Christian times. You know, he'd, he'd kill the Christians and all that. His name in the Greek and uh, I think in the Hebrew, you can add it up and it will come to 666. So he was an antichrist in himself for that day. But we know there is another one to come called the antichrist whose name will add up to 666. So numbers are very important throughout the Bible. And uh, uh, they used to, because uh, John writes in this, uh, the book of Revelation, 
they quite often put things in code as well because they know, those that know, know the code, they will understand it. And John was writing to a people that would understand what that 666 meant. Uh, I was looking at some studies the other day and they pulled up, uh, that was a very common practice back then. Um, they found on an ancient writing that someone obviously liked this, this girl but didn't want people to know who this girl was. So he goes, I'm in love with, and it had a number, 518. <laughs> so uh, it was a very common practice because the people knew that 518 added up to a certain name. They'd know who it was without giving away the person's name. So it was a common practice. But here John is saying the 666. So we already know that microchip technology is there in the making, and people have already been chipped around the world. You know, there's thousands of people have already been chipped. Uh, they're using it to open up doors, pay their uh, for a coffee, all sorts of things can be stored in this little chip. But the Bible also gives us warning of those times when that comes because it says it will, be, it will come in like, like the bank card did originally here before it turns into the credit cards we know now, MasterCard, Visa, whatever. It will come as a great little new novelty. You know, how, how many people picked up a, a smartphone because of its novelty? It's great. It does an amazing thing. And, and, of course, people are doing this right now. In, I think in Sweden, I've seen people being microchipped and they don't need their phone anymore. You know, they can just go up to the counter and just put their hand in front of the scanner and it will pay for their stuff. Um, they can open their house door, you know, as soon as they walk out, they put their hand like that and it activates, activates this chip and opens the door and so forth. So the technology is there and they think it's really cool. But they don't realize where it's leading to and we have the advantages as Christians because God has told us where it's leading to. And it says further on in the scriptures, woe to those that receive the mark of the beast because it's actually a marking of ownership. Um, and the word uh, uh, that it comes from the Greek is actually talking about a mark of servitude or ownership. You know, like when you brand cattle, that's mine, it's got my name on it. Well, this is what the devil's trying to do with you and I to get his mark on, on us all. And, but we have been warned, and that's why the Bible tells you. And this is great because there's many people out there who have no idea. They're going to go, wow, this is amazing, I'll take that. Yeah, we'll do away with money and... And all these things will happen. But this morning, we have hope. We have, um, we we know it's all what's where we are in this time frame, and we know exactly how it's going to happen. But the great news is, is that Jesus is coming back soon. I believe that. Jesus has promised that, and He will do as He says. Even going back to the book of Daniel, uh, I'm just going to finish with this one. The book of Daniel, going way back in time. He also saw visions of the end times and things to come. And as I said last week, he, he talked about uh, knowledge shall increase and uh, he was told to shut the book up at that time because it wouldn't make sense to him all those years ago, but it's starting to make sense to us now. And he said in Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, it says, and, and at that time, Michael, the archangel, shall stand up, the great ruler who stands for the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation until that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. God's got a big book. And you know what? Everyone who gives their life to Jesus is in that book. And I've heard people that have had death experience. I've spoken to them and they've seen this book. And then their name was in the book. And it says to all those people whose names are in that book, they shall be delivered from the coming uh, trouble upon this world. So I believe, and I'm going to go into that next time, when I, uh, next session, it won't be next week because we've got guest speaker, but I want to show you clearly how I believe we're going to miss out 
on that tribulation time, that trouble time that the world has never seen before, the disaster. Because God's word tells us in several places we will not see that time nor that hour. We will be rescued from that because he will not judge the righteous with the unrighteous and so forth. So I want you to have confidence. I don't want you leaving leave it there and go, oh, that was scary. I want you to go, hey, Jesus is coming back. This is great. And he's given us some clues. He's given us some pieces of the puzzle, what's going to take place. So we're ready. When we see that, go, hey, I'm not worried. And when your neighbor's like freaking out, you go, don't worry about it. It's all cool. We've got it covered. You just need to give your life to Jesus and you're going to be all right. Okay? And uh, it's, it's written in that context for us to know, have confidence of where we're at and help others when it does happen. And I'm telling you what's about to happen is going to get very messy. You're going to need to know your stuff. You're going to need the Word, word of God because people are going to need to hear from you because they've got no hope. They don't know what the heck's going on. But this morning, I just want you to close your eyes and um, bow your heads as we come to a close. And like I said, this is the most important thing that we know that we are right with Him because we don't know that time nor the hour when Jesus will return. It could be any time. He says He comes like a thief in the night. And he also tells us in Matthew 24, 42, Therefore watch, for you do not know what hour your Lord comes. What if he was to come back tomorrow? How would you be living today? This morning I want to give you an opportunity to make sure that you know with confidence that you are in that book. And we know that we're in that book by making a decision to follow Jesus, by giving our life to him, making him Lord and Savior of our lives, asking him to forgive us, of our sins. And if you've never done that, I want to give you that opportunity right now so you can walk out this place knowing that whatever happens, I know God's got my back and I'm going to be with Him in eternity. So this morning, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never invited Him into your life, I want to give you that opportunity right now. And that's done through a prayer, a simple prayer which I want to lead you in. But if that's you right now, just so I know I'm praying for that person, just nobody looking around just raise your hand you put it straight back down again wherever you are just raise your hand so I know I'm praying for that person God will be talking to you right now if that's you I'm telling you because God loves everybody God wants to give everybody an opportunity to be an attorney with him he loves his creation his heart is that none shall be lost all shall be found and that's him That's, that's his heart towards us this morning Thank you, Jesus. Or perhaps once you gave your life to Jesus and, uh, you know, things got a bit messy and got busy and you just fell away from Him. That can happen. Well, it's time to come back to Him. Or perhaps you're not even sure. I'm, I kind of think I did. I'm not sure. Well, you need to be sure because we want to see that book filled with all these, all your people's names in it. And as many as people as we know in that book. So if that's you, I'd love to pray for you and uh, believe that you're going to have a transformation here today. So if that's you, just one more time, just if there's anyone here that hasn't done that and would like to do that, I always like to give that opportunity. You may have already done it, that's fine. Not a problem. If that's you, now's the time just to raise your hand before I close. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Well, we're going to say it together anyway, because I always like to say this. I think it's always good to remind us. Let's just say together this sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, just repeat after me. 
I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn now from my sins and invite you to come into my life to be my Lord and Savior. I thank you now. Amen. That is a simple prayer that gets us into the book of life. Life eternal. It's going to be amazing. Can you ever think about what life eternal looks like? It's like, wow, you know, because we know we're all getting a little bit older. Well, I fool myself sometimes. <laughs> People tell me I'm getting older. I don't believe them, of course, but um, that's just their delusion. But, uh, <laughs> but the thing is, eternity is a long time. It's forever. It's forever. It's hard to understand. And that's where God would have you reside with him forever. Jesus says, I go and prepare a mansion for you. Jesus is getting all ready. He's getting excited. He's getting excited to be with you. And we've got to be excited to be with him. But we've got to understand there is an enemy out there. Spiritual warfare is going on right now, trying to stop people getting their names in the book. So today I believe that God is going to hopefully stir you and do your own research and all this because uh, there is so much. I've only just touched, only a light little touch there and you'd be surprised who's involved with all this stuff behind the scenes but know that God's word is truth and if you're not sure of what's happening they always go to the word even if I say something you disagree with that's fine I'd love the fact that as long as you go to the word and hey if, if I've got it wrong come and tell me you know um, I'd love to know if there's something I've said that's not right by the scripture or you may just have another theory because sometimes there's not always black and white. You know, it's like sometimes it's, there are those gray areas where you're not sure. And it was the same with the disciples in the early centuries. They weren't quite sure of some of the things that Jesus pointed at. So we're trying to work it out together. So if you've got some more info, I'd love to hear it. It's awesome. Let me just pray as we close. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. We thank you, God. We're on the winning team. We thank you, God, that you're coming back with the saints. You're coming back in that glorious day. We look forward to that, God. And no devil of hell can keep us from that, that appointment with you. Father, we give you praise today. And I pray for the people as they leave this place. In Jesus' name, amen.